0: Hello and welcome to the Courage To Be podcast, where we explore how to raise your game, lean into discomfort and have more impact and purpose. I am your host Sinead Millard. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of The Courage to Be, where it's just me, Sinead Millard, talking about the courage to have tough conversations. The inspiration for today's episode came about when I was doing some research for a corporate workshop that I'm doing, and I came about a white paper. The Conversation Gap, which was published by Bravely. I'll share the link in the show notes. Um, But they did a really interesting study. They built on a study that was already done in 2009, but they surveyed 500 full-time employees across the country, managers, individual contributors, people at startups, um, people at large enterprises. And they found that seven in 10 were avoiding tough conversations in the workplace. So my intention for today's episode is really just to look at why we avoid these tough conversations and even more importantly, what strategies can we take on board to better have more of these conversations in the future? If we begin with why we avoid tough conversations, so I think if we can recall a previous conversation that was difficult, we can quickly see that, yes, it brings up very uncomfortable feelings. Very often it's wrapped up in uncertainty. Also, I think it's important to mention that... Having tough conversations challenges us to overcome or need to be liked. So if we are initiating the tough conversation, we are, of course, thinking about whether or not that person will start to see us in a kind of perhaps less appealing light, um, which I think takes us nicely to the first step, which is reframe tough conversations, so tough conversations can actually strengthen personal bonds if they're handled well. If I think back to previous managers and leaders that I really aspired to, um, they really didn't shy away from difficult conversations. And actually, I think that their capacity to have tough conversations was actually a route to them building trust within the team. And also, I think it's interesting if we look at from an organisational point of view, if if employees are avoiding tough conversations, be that with their manager, and be that with their colleagues, their peers, whoever that is, then they are likely taking those negative attitudes elsewhere. I think we can all recall water cooler conversations, or people at the in the kitchen, or at their desks, perhaps sharing some of their negative attitudes or the struggles that they are having rather than having that conversation directly with the other person or people involved. So really avoiding difficult conversations can give birth to everything from gossip to passive aggressive behavior, which of course is not an environment or a culture that anybody wants to be in. And then step two is prepare. But don't rehearse. And I think the don't rehearse part is important. So preparation must take place. Um, Let's just offer up another example. If you're asking for a pay rise, but this is something that you feel quite uncomfortable um, about, this is a tough conversation for you in this case. um, Do your homework on your worth. This is something that we were always challenged to do in Reca So knowing how valuable and marketable you are will actually give you more confidence to ask for a raise and alleviate fears around negotiations so make a strong case for your pay increase and this also helps you to kind of dissolve the you or the ego if that makes sense in that it's less about you versus your worth versus the value that you're offering the company at the end of the day the company is there to make money to make profits right and if you can show your contribution as it relates to that then the pay rise becomes less about whether or not um you deserve it personally but more as a reflection of the value that you offer up but to touch on don't rehearse and i think this is important because if we get so attached to the script, then we actually fail to go into that conversation with an open mind, which takes us to step three, be direct but curious. So lean into the conversation with an open attitude and a genuine desire to learn and to hear what the other person has to say. When we're rehearsing the script and how we want to portray our side of the story and we become almost obsessed with that, we can't become curious about what the other person has to say, and that comes across in the meeting. For example, if you're a manager entering into a tough conversation with a direct report and you are so convinced by your side of the story that you, in fact, have no space to hear from your direct report, then that's going to very much come across. If you think you are very much convinced as to what's causing the issue, then it's very hard for you to hear from the other person. So it's about respecting the other person's point of view and expect them to respect yours. Step four is to reflect on your values and ask yourself if you're jeopardizing your values by not having this conversation. We all know what it feels like when we don't act in accordance to our values and if honesty, transparency, authenticity, courage, Respect. If these are values, any of these values that are important to you, then perhaps not having the conversation will be more uncomfortable than actually having it. Step five is anticipate the emotion that you think might um, come up for you and for the person that you're having the conversation with. And what I mean is, if you're about to have a conversation with someone reperformance, and you anticipate that the emotion could be a little bit um, uncomfortable for them, there could be defensiveness, there could be. Frustration. Um, Perhaps you will know that employee yourself, so you can perhaps anticipate that a little bit better. But very often, we can make some very subtle shifts in our approach that can manage those emotions. So, to make that a little bit more clear, um, invite that particular employee out for a coffee. So it's less Confrontational, it's not in your office, um, and things are a little bit more relaxed, whereby you feel like you can have more of an open conversation and facilitate the conversation a little bit better in a more neutral environment. And moving on to the final step, which is don't push it into the future any longer. Um, And I think that. We all know that a big part of this process is, in fact, becoming a little bit more uncomfortable with the unknown, leaning into that discomfort, knowing that it's very much a part of having tough conversations. But the upside that comes from having these tough conversations is worth it. Is there a tough situation that you're currently avoiding and you need to have that conversation? Can you lean on some of the strategies that I've shared today? I'd love to hear from you. Are you an employee of an organization who avoids these difficult conversations? Are you the leader? Are you the CEO of an organization who is trying to develop a culture whereby people are better able to have these more difficult conversations? As always, thank you so much for listening. For all of you who listen and subscribe, it does not go unnoticed. And thank you all so much. All right, have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening. If there's something that you've heard in this episode that has resonated with you, or perhaps you think it could benefit someone else, then please do share this link or start the conversation. If you haven't done so already, click on the subscribe button in your listening app. And as always, I really value your feedback. So please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. And for more information, full show notes, links and resources, you can pop over to my website, SineadMillard.com. See you next time, back here on The Courage to Be.